at Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's Word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. Woo! I just figured that if there's a bunch of men in the room, we should sing it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. What do you think about that? Yep. No. Gorgeous. Yep. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. Good evening. And good, good night. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. how's everyone doing? I feel like it's uh, it's suddenly turning into summer. It's, it's We're going to skip over spring. We'll get spring back maybe next week a little bit. Now. Nah. Let's Any, keep it hot. Yeah. I mean, uh, summer break starts for some of our, most of our students in about a week. So Okay. So, uh, you guys grew up in the Midwest. Yep. Mm-hmm. I grew up in New England, of, of right. course. Um, our school year was essentially Labor Day to Memorial Day. Okay. And so, we had June, July, and August off. Yep. Now, here, it's not. It's like half of May, June, July, and like a week of August. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um, Because we're weird. I always loved... So, I, I went to high school... Or I went to school in schools that didn't have air conditioning. Um, and so... So you started in August. That makes sense. Yeah. So we would start in August, but we would go on a hot weather schedule. So we'd start at like 7.30 in the morning and get out at 2. Um, and our classes would be shortened. And then all of a sudden, now September's around. And okay, now we can have normal school now. Okay. So where was this? Uh, Central Nebraska. Hastings. Central. So basically just like what? Like Hell's Kitchen? You know, just like hot? No, I mean, it was just yeah, it was just 100 degrees. All the time. All the time. And when you're in a class classroom that's like 85 degrees because all you can do is open up a window and hopefully get a breeze and 100 degrees so did your school was your school a public school or was it yeah so they didn't have something like the big give don't forget to give trinity lutheran church oh i'm sorry yep right now right now but if you're listening to this t- tomorrow then don't don't Here, here's what we're gonna do i didn't tell my wife i was gonna do this too bad um for every because uh, we want participation today we, we always want participation for every comment for every different person that comments i'll give 10 bucks the big gift all right i'll match that Okay. You can you go in? I'll go to five. There you go. All right. Okay, so that's twenty five bucks for every person that comments. All right. Well then I'm gonna have to keep a tally. Of course it well, does it for me, but yeah, it does it for you. But there you go. But I, I'm I'm gonna go on a bet and say I'm not gonna have to give any money. I <laughs> Let's go. So you can either comment or you can give to the big gift. But I see people watching. So or, hang out. Yeah, you can do both. Or you can do both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll Let's do go. that. We'll do that. All right. Um, so today we're talking about... So I'm just thinking that... Uh, the reason I brought that up is because you had a school with no air conditioning. Yeah. And if you had something like the big gift, you could have gotten air conditioning. I So um, fun story. I remember we were on... Uh, I was on sco- student council um, from kindergarten. I think... I don't know when that started. Maybe third grade. Uh, um, through fifth grade. Our school went through sixth grade um i'm still mad at, at courtney um because she outran for uh school council or student council and i was not on student council my sixth grade year which is when you could be the officer so i'm still mad at her but uh whatever maybe i should reconcile um but <laughs> i remember i believe it was my fifth grade year we did something where we raised money to get ceiling fans in the rooms because we were um hot and 25 dollars there we go let's go boom thanks uh, scott let's all right
right. Um, so we were hot. We wanted ceiling fans. We raised all this money. Um, the next year, the school office had air conditioning. Really? The school office did, but not the classrooms. No, no, not the classrooms. Wow. And now I am not saying that they took that money from us and used it for that, but I am saying You're that, saying that it was quite coinky dinkle. <laughs> but there was no ceiling fans. No. I am honestly, I we're like, how do you just I mean, I don't think there was actually a legitimate way to put ceiling fans in in a very cost effective way. Huh. Um so but what, that is not the point. So when was this building built? Like nineteen twenty? Old. Yeah, it's an old I don't remember. I mean it's a big two story brick um fun building. I, I would I would like to go back and see how big it is today. I don't think it's as big as I thought it was when I was in kindergarten. But <laughs> you find out it's like a, a one school, <laughs> yeah. one room one school room, room house, with yeah. like a with a dirt floor and, and yeah. a pot belly stove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I bet it is. Now, did you have something similar? Did you have, you, you went to school in West Point, right? Yeah, for our first, my first three years. And then, um, so I went to St. Paul's in West Point and we, we had class in the old building before they knocked it down because the school that's there now is not the school I went to. Um, I don't remember it being too hot or cold. Uh, yeah, I don't have any stories like that. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. did you raise money to get something that then the faculty of the school then took and made for comfortable for themselves? I don't remember that happening i'm and i honestly i'm pretty sure i'm probably completely misremembering everything about that too because i was in you know fourth or fifth grade but <laughs> i don't i don't have any stories like that either i mean i grew up in lindenberry new hampshire which you know my school had 500 people in it or something you know my class my actually my graduating class probably was about that high i don't remember all of them because there yeah. was people walking across the i was like i don't even know who that is yeah like, who is that person have i ever met that person you know that kind of that kind of school yep. so closest, um we had air conditioning the closest and, thing i can remember like where us students felt a little bit ripped off. Um, I was in high school when they, when a lot of the nutrition rules slash laws for what could be fed and served in a school changed like partway through. So our pot machines went out and mm. flavored water machines came in. But we would watch our teachers drink, sp- drink soda. Yeah. And so we, we, we had a thing about that. But that. <laughs> By the way, I just want to um, I want to bring out the comment, the one comment for the $25. By the way, anybody who's just joined us, um, we, we, any comments, we're going to throw $25 towards a big gift we give so yeah. we have one and so uh yes <laughs> oh come on scott um we all need we are getting soft and that's okay but you know i just yeah. want to make sure because we have air conditioning in this little room absolutely right now. I'm, a, I'm a little chilly actually are you no not really <laughs> um well I, I completely forgot to turn it on i had the right. heat on when i came in here and i'm like <laughs> why is this so hot in here? <laughs> so, so good to see you scott scott's a, a guy from from michigan that i i served with and he's uh went through his deacon program and so he's he's doing a lot of good work with the uh, um, especially the underprivileged in that area, working with food bank and doing a lot of that good work. So he helped good. me with youth stuff too. So hi Scott. Yeah. Well, thanks Scott. Yeah. So we are uh, today talking about reconciliation. Reconciliation. That word. Yep. Yeah. Rec- yeah I'm not that even, word. I'm not, <laughs> so, but it's it's not just that. We're talking about just our role in that as a Christian. Christian. Yep. And we're talking a little bit about um, the state of the world a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll just. We'll See where it takes us, right? it take us. And if you guys have comments, just remember any um, unique comment. Well, I mean, every know. person that comments. Let's just do every person. It's easier. Yeah, that. yeah. Then I can pay attention. We're gonna, yep. I'm not, I'm not going to count the Trinity Lutheran Church that says, thanks for joining us today, because that yeah. seems to be... It just, it's <laughs> automatic. It goes up there. But feel free to uh, fill out that form and let us know that you joined us today. Okay, so we are... Is there a specific reading that we want to go to? Or? So I like the Revelation um, 7, and I think even just the first two verses... Uh, 
or not first two verses, um, verses nine and 10. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so this is a section revelation is all about this vision that John the evangelist, not John the Baptist, John the evangelist, when he's off, um, he was off in, in isolation sent to the Island of Patmos. Um, and he is, uh, he gets this vision and it's really this, this vision of the end times and, and, and revelation is written. Um, it's a prophetical book. So it's not a literal book. Um, some people love to read it literally. Um, it, it's not literally. really, uh, it's not a literal book. Um, there's it's a, no beast with seven heads. There's no, there, uh, there's no beast with seven heads. Um, the, the thing about reading it literally um, is all of a sudden the end of the world becomes scary, even though Jesus wins. Um, this book was meant to be a, um, a reminder to people that Jesus wins. And so it, it's written in this cyclical fashion. So it kind of tells the same thing from like seven different angles. Um, but here we get to see, um, we get to see first we've seen all of the tribes. Like if you go back, you know, the, and I heard, you know, if you go back to verse four and I heard the number of the sealed 144,000 sealed from every tribe of the sons of Israel. And some people say there will be 144,000 people in heaven or in the new creation or whatever. No, <laughs> not literal. Those numbers, 12 is the God's people, you know, 12 tribes of Israel, 12 disciples. It, it represents God's people. 12 times 12 um, just like strengthens that number. Anytime you multiply, it really just strengthens it. Um, and then times 10 times 10 times 10, um, 10 is the number of completion. Um, and so all of God's people, like all of all of all of God's people. Um, so that's what the 144,000, like it is just, it is the entirety of God's people from all time. All right. We'll keep that so, in thought because that will come up in conversation yeah. later. So then after we meet these 12 tribes of Israel, then we go to this and it says, after this, I looked. Um, this is verse nine from Revelation chapter seven. After this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. So that's that's kind of where we're focused right uh, right now. Um, so yeah, there, there's Revelation for you. There you go. Yeah. All right. So why don't we why don't we start with, because uh, we're talking about reconciliation. Yep, that word. Like I'm having a hard time with this. <laughs> he needs to reconcile himself Reconcile. With that. Yeah. We're going to reconcile. I can reconcile a bank account. But I well, can't. I was going to say, so talk about as a as someone who, I mean, you don't necessarily work with numbers. Oh, I, do. Um, I, I mean, do. you do I'm as a businessman. I'm, account, I'm an accountant. I mean, I'm essentially, I mean, I do accounting stuff. So when you hear the word reconcile. Yeah, reconcile bank account. What yeah. does that mean? It means to take, say, the monthly bank statement and it, and balance that with what is in your ledger and make okay. sure that everything is accounted for. Okay. And so therefore your your ledger, we just call it ledger because yeah. you QuickBooks or whatever you're using, but I mean, ledger is really what it is. A ledger is balancing with whatever the bank is saying. And everything agrees and everything mm -hmm. lines up yes. and, and it's now, all part kosher. Of that, yeah, part of that is also categorizing and making sure that things are in the where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And so it's just yeah. not a free-for-all for numbers everywhere. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I think I'm trying to remember the, the letters that Dave Ramsey tells a story about someone that was reconciling their bank account um, and and you know the, the the accountant or whoever looked at the ledger and looked at the bank account and says yeah the the totals add up but there there's this off like weekly occurrence of this um of, of this three letter and I don't remember what the letters were with all these random numbers what does that mean and they're like oh it didn't match so I just subtracted eight dollars and 25 cents from my bank account here because my bank my ledger didn't match with my bank account so I just I just put an IDM or something I don't know it didn't match. Know. Yeah, um, we have a yeah. It's called ask your accountant. That's on the 
<laughs> yeah. That's not reconciling. Like if you just yes. like randomly add numbers to make it forcibly match yeah. up. I mean, if you really want to get into the technical weeds of it, it means it's even balancing out loans and making sure that, you know, yeah. wherever those loans. So the point is, is that at the end of the day, we can look at exactly what's happening and where things are and what categories are where. Yep. And and it, and it doesn't have an I don't know right. category or other yeah. or miscellaneous. Right. I know. If you go to accounting school, you'll see that they'll use miscellaneous a lot. We don't do that. But all right. Yeah. But so ultimately everything agrees. Well, that's the, if it's if it's fully reconciled. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. depending if you're a, a tax accountant or if you're just a, a, a general accountant, okay. it might not agree. But okay. we'll, <laughs> we'll get into yep. a different subject there. <laughs> yeah. But that so that's really kind of the main thought in terms of reconciliation between people is ultimately you agree. Now, not necessarily like I agree, like in terms of we all think the same, but like you agree and that like you can work together, you can mesh together. Um, so the definition that I use for reconciliation is to return to a right relationship as if an offense never occurred. Um, so, you know, you've got, we all have somebody or multiple somebodies in our lives that we can think back to and you can remember that time that they hurt you or remember those times that they hurt you, not necessarily physically, but like. Okay, so then how, how um, now since Jesus is the accountant, how did he reconcile us? Well, he paid for our sins uh, through his blood. Um, and then you go down this, well, who did he pay for? Well, he paid. So you can't take these these analogies too far. Um, so, um, but we all have these people that we can we can think of that that hurt us. Um, and to reconcile with them means to get back to a relate a, a relationship where you can move forward as though that person never did that thing to you. Now, reconciliation is the ultimate goal for us. That's what the those all those people seated, you know, standing around the throne, clothed in white robes that have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's what ultimately will happen when Jesus returns. It's what we're called to work towards here on this earth, but it can't happen without the other person recognizing their sin and turning from their sin, recognizing and repenting, basically. So to go into this, like to give an ex- example, right? We've we've talked about this a little bit before. If um, and it's just easy to to make this really big and see how like oh obviously like if I if I let someone babysit my children and their um the way they babysit my children is um feeding them thumbtacks and letting them play in the in the street they're not going to watch my children again right i can forgive them we can talk about that in a little bit if we want to i can forgive them but unless they completely turn their ways change their ways and do a lot to rebuild that relationship recon- full reconciliation probably won't happen okay so we just dumped jumped into a lot of stuff yes, deep real quick yeah. well, let's let's start let's start with jesus sacrifice we we, we sinned yep in original sin yes so uh original sin happened um from and that happened in Genesis 3. From there on, God starts his reconciliation plan. And he uses the Old Testament prophets. He uses the tribes of Israel. Um, he uses all of them to point towards his reconciliation plan. So all those who died before Jesus came, um, they didn't know what the plan was. Their faith was that God had a plan, that, that he was working towards that reconciliation. Jesus comes. Jesus dies. He takes my sin on himself. And, um, and then with dying, and rising again, he he forgives that sin. His blood is what washes my my robe. Yes, but yep. that sacrifice. But then, so we're forgiven of our sins. Yes. So where 
is our part of reconciliation on that. Um, in terms of how are we reconciled to Jesus, reconciled to God, yeah. we don't play a part in that. God God does that for us. Um, the, he works the Spirit. The, the Spirit works faith in us. Um, and and the moment, so this is a, we're going to use big words here. Um, Great. The moment that, um, that the Spirit works faith in our lives, two things happen. Justification happens immediately, and the sanctification process starts. So justification means that because we have faith, we have been, one of the phrases that gets used often is clothed in the robes of Christ's righteousness. Meaning that when God looks at me, when God looks at you, that God the Father sees Jesus. So he sees a perfect person. This is that vertical righteousness. We've talked about this before. Um, However, we're still sinful beings. And so sanctification is the process of making you holy, making you set apart, uh, making you more like God. Um, And that's the baby steps process of taking us from where we are to perfection, which doesn't happen until Jesus returns, but we're called to work and the spirit works us closer to that perfection every day. So justification is that reconciliation process. As you are justified, you are made perfect in the eyes of God the Father. Um, so he does all of that reconciliation process. I, I Okay, so when I think of, and, he, he, and I'm not an expert in this, so correct me if I'm wrong, and I probably am, but when I think of reconciliation in the terms of the church, I, I, for some reason I think of Catholics in their profession. Yeah, mm-hmm. probably, right? yeah. They, they go into and they face-to-face somebody. Yep, and then penance is what is their version of reconciliation. Penance. The, they, them paying off their sin in and, terms and of that a... that could be a prayer or... A prayer or, or, yep. or some sort of duty mm-hmm. or service or something. Yeah. Was, sometimes it goes as far as attempted reconciliation if there's a specific wrong with a specific person. Yeah. So who makes that termination on the penance? God? The, well, and that, the priest, um, it's... Because he is a representative of Jesus. Yes. Yeah. As if he was a descendant of disciples. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, there's there's this been basically in 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 that um, it just gets passed down like the the office of the keys get passed down from from priest to priest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I so need, I'm just trying to grab my head around. Yeah. All all of this because this is really so. Um, one of the and I don't remember exactly where this is, but um, when you know if um if you've heard the phrase that God um God forgets your sin, like when He forgives, He forgets your sin. Um, that's not actually a biblical phrase. Um, the phrase is that He He uh remembers it no more he and really he recalls it no more so he does not bring it forward again it's not like god's got some like mind eraser that he all of a sudden he can't has, remember he has holy amnesia yeah no <laughs> um he just chooses because he's god and he jesus has won forgiveness for that chooses not to hold it against us and recall it and bring it forward yeah I, it, it, again in my mind uh it reminds me the way a better example that's helped me is looking at a court case there there are certain when you bring forth evidence against someone there are pieces of evidence that is inadmissible meaning you can't bring it forward in court it cannot be used against you in a trial with with god remembering our sins no more it's not like god forgets that they happened he's very well aware of what we've done yeah. but our sins are now inadmissible evidence he will not use them against us yeah and that and that, that sounds sterile and also sounds very law based mm-hmm. where i'm thinking of reconciliation in that fashion is if uh, um, uh, for example, lack of better, I'm just thinking of if uh, a wife or a husband commit adultery against each other yeah. and they they reconcile, which means they, they, they went through the process of forgiveness and then they say, they're essentially saying that I am no longer going to be that action of the adultery 
regardless of who it is, is going to be done, then they reconcile with each other and they can then build their relationship from that point on. Yeah. Not looking back going, well, I remember that time that you were unfaithful and yeah. putting that back out. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just more of a, because yeah. <laughs> I feel like that to me, reconciliation is not just a, well, the law says that I can't bring this up again. Mm-hmm. It is, I am not only forgiving, but because that you showed me that you have turned your ways, then I can actually, we, our relationship can now grow. Yeah. It's kind of like pruning. I'm going to prune this stuff that you did. Yeah. And now, now new growth can happen from that pruning. Yeah. I think that that's a, I, I like that analogy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking, we, we just, we just, we cut just talked about, yeah. we just cut a bunch, a bunch of stuff. And my wife could say, oh, well, we're going to cut that off so we can grow, have new growth come from it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> like I, we did tomatoes one year uh, and they grew like crazy. My dad's like, oh, every time it splits, you got to purr. And I'm like, what? I just, well, they're just reconciling. Yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> and they said, we forgive each other yeah. now. And, and I have, and you have seen the errors of your ways. I've seen the errors my way. We can now grow. Right. And that's, again, that's what we're called to work towards with those who have hurt us. And so one of the things I talked about was kind of this three step. The first we, the first process in that when someone's hurt me is I need to forgive them with my will. Like I need to choose to forgive them. And, and, and the only way I can choose to forgive them is by realizing that, um, you know, Jesus has told me to forgive as I have forgiven you. Um, um, and but so the repentance part of it, the other side, well, that's, that's the, re- that's the reconciliation. That's the reconciliation. That's yeah. what we're really talking about. Yeah. Um, is this one thing to forgive if the other person is not going to right. turn their ways, then, you, then you, what you're doing at that point is just giving that over to God and say, I'm done with this. Yeah. I, Please work on this person's heart. Other than that. Yeah. I'm right. I'm right yeah. Awesome. It's, um, I, I am, I can forgive someone and decide to never have anything to do with them again yeah. until they're ready to realize that. But it's at the same coin, just different sides of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean, that's the way that when I was listening to you on Sunday, that's the way that I started thinking of it. It's just like, okay, I can give, for, I can give forgiveness, but I cannot give reconciliation because that is the reciprocating part of yes. that forgiveness. Yes. Basically admitting I'm wrong. Yeah. I apologize for this. And this is in my heart. I mean, you could say all you want, but ultimately actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And in your actions then show that you are repentance of that and repentant, repentance, and then, yeah. and then turn around and go and don't commit whatever previous act that you did towards that person. Yeah. Kind of. Okay. Long. So um, the, the, you, you brought it up a little bit about our role here. When I, when I say our, because we're talking about tribes and different things, we're talking about Christians yeah. and that kind of thing. Um, so what do you say to somebody who says, why do I need to bother go through all this process anyways? Because one day we're going to be in heaven. It's going to be perfect. Why do I need to do this now? Um, why do I even have to worry about it? <laughs> I mean that I could ask that question for anything, um, right? Why? Why do I need to not kill anybody? I mean, right, Jesus, forgive me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm get, I'm introducing them to Jesus in person quicker. One, I mean, wow. if, yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, that's, Casey. And... That, that's, that's a that's a twist on a running joke we have in youth group. Our our this is what you're talking about the youth group. Yeah, our, our number one rule in youth group is no, no no murder, no dying. Oh. They are not allowed to die in youth group. And I tell them I want you to meet Jesus in person, but I'd rather it not be today. Yeah, I don't want to be involved. Yeah, and, and then one I of like the my job. one of my high schoolers, you know, being being a smart aleck, goes, "But isn't the goal to meet Jesus in person?" I said, uh, "Yes, but not today." Yes, so that would be an Arianistic view of that the <laughs> physical is bad and the um. Sorry, all right. Well, I mean, so I mean, I'm, I'm assuming sorry. that you can sit there and go, "What's the point?" I can forgive. I don't really need them to reconcile because ultimately it will be, and it doesn't really matter because ultimately it will be fine. In heaven. 
Right. So therefore, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I don't. Well, and also too, that could be the, the other side of that coin. I'm, I don't need to repent because yeah. ultimately it will be fine. Yeah. Ultimately. Um. Um. Well, Jesus commands us to. I mean, that's uh, all I, right. Fine. Fine. <laughs> well, and that's uh, that's again with that forgiveness of the will. Like sometimes it is just like God. I don't want to do this. Um. I'm ticked. Um. I don't want to forgive this person. This person doesn't forgive. Doesn't deserve my forgiveness. They have not asked for forgiveness. They continue to do what they're doing. Um. But you've called me to forgive. So I forgive them. Um, but now then the second part of that is now, God, I need you to change my heart because um, I can choose to forgive them, which mean, again, I'm not going to bring it up against them. I'm not going to use it against them. Um, but now I need God, I need you to change my heart. And that's that's the furthest that we can get on our own. And by on our own, I mean, with with God. OK, well, okay, let me pause you there. OK, because when I was just when I envisioned this, these words, forgiveness and reconciliation, there's two coins, two sides of the one coin. Yeah. One of them is me forgiving you. You and they, say you did something towards me yeah whatever it is i forgive you you reconcile basically saying yeah. i am sorry and i will change my heart or yeah. brain now what you just said is i'm going to learn i'm going to forgive him but now change my heart explain that why that's not different than what i just said um because i think we're using a different definition of forgiveness um what you you are using probably a fuller definition of forgiveness in that it is both i'm using forgiveness I, i'm i'm talking about forgiveness as one of the will and then two of the heart. I think you're encompassing all of those in one side of the coin and then the reconciliation of the other side of the coin. Mine is like a really, really thick coin. Oh, okay. And so you're you're saying I there is an act of saying I'm, I forgive you and then there's other one of actually forgiving. There's one of, yes, all basically, right. yeah. yes. There's one of saying I, I forgive you, I will not bring this up against you, uh, but I'm still pissed at you. Yes. And then like... And truly letting it go. Yeah, and then the, the middle of the coin, however you want to do that, uh, it's a real thick coin because yes. God needs to do a lot of work is that's God working in me saying and me just praying God I, I've forgiven them but I'm still have angerness and bitterness and well, hatred it's, it's still coming up when I yes. see that person that anger's still the, there the the gut wrenchingness of like I see it and I mean it go <gasps> um God I don't want that anymore take that away from me and, and that could happen quickly that could take years but that also could happen as God's using working on that other person to yes. actually yes so repent because so I mean, there was a repentance part of this yes but so it, steps one and two and three don't have you don't have to get through one to start two and you don't have to get to two to start three like they all could be happening yes. simultaneously yes. um and i think you're right because i when i think of forgiveness i think of all that as one thing yeah it's, which it's we, one thing to go yeah 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 I, i'm not going to be mad at them anymore but to truly not be mad at them i don't i don't feel like that you at that point you have actually given a given that's a, my personal i opinion. would agree with that um in terms of just in in terms of the full letting it go giving letting, it yep yep um so one of the one of the things that we struggle with in America and it's and, and I'm not I'm sure it's more than just America um but the way that we teach our children to forgive is really poor um cuz like I'll just use my kids as an example and I won't use specifics but one kid hits another kid right what do we how do we teach that kid those two children about forgiveness we we grab them by the shirt necks and hold them together and say you say sorry sorry um what are you sorry for well, but then all right he said, sorry, what do you say? It's okay. Um, okay, uh -huh. good job. Good job, kids. You've, for, you've forgiven each other. Now go play. Um, but when that kid is gritting his teeth and saying, sorry, they're not sorry. They're just, I'm sorry I got caught or um, wait till dad turns his back so I can pummel you uh, for tattling. Um, and then, so we, I like, and there's a guy, um, oh, I just blanked on his name, but um, it'll come to me. But he talks about this as the sorry it's okay. Um, like, say you're sorry, sorry. Oh, it's okay. Well, one, it's not okay. Um, like, it's okay. 
okay is gets gets like brought down into just it's okay. Um, it's not okay. Um, I forgive you is different than it's okay, right? But it's so easy because it's awkward to say I forgive you. Um, you know, a lot of people when someone say I'm sorry, oh, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. Um, and so we teach forgiveness in this. Say you're sorry. Sorry. Um, and and, and that could be forgiveness of the will, but it's forced forgiveness of the will usually. <laughs> um, and then and then you know then the just the okay. Um, and then they move on, but they don't move on. Um, but that's that's kind of how we you know then we we praise our kids for doing biblical apologies and things and it's really not um i was gonna say something you know when i was growing up you know guys would just have this arguments we would punch it out we would do whatever and then we would turn around and i would be like all right let's go get a beer you know what i mean it's just like whatever because we would have these arguments we would give each other our peace of mind and then afterwards we're just like all right let's just go yeah because you've worked it out i mean in your head you've you've worked it out for yeah and i don't know if that's i just i i i I feel like that there is i mean that's just the way that it was well and it's i don't know if it's if it's changed now or if we're just a bunch of children now that run around yelling at each other i think genetically it's the way that i mean you're talking specifically about men here it's it's the way that we're wired i I like to to talk about men with like waffles like men are like waffles um they can be in a category my daughter brought this up and i was like what do you mean waffles and spaghetti and she had no idea what you were talking about (laughs) (laughs) um we have we can go from one compartment to another compartment and completely forget about or, or completely change topics or change um, you know basically our focus work mode is different than leisure mode is different from going to sports mode is different well from, and you know. we've got a nothing box too. oh yeah that, um, that bugs that bugs my wife to no end she's like are you honestly thinking about nothing when you say nothing yeah. and I'm like yes. yeah, yeah very much so women don't have that ability for again using generalities there are some women who are waffles there are all some right, men who right, are right. spaghetti don't have to justify, um, which is- but my, then, my wife does not have that ability and it drives her nuts I can just think about nothing but then the women's brain is like spaghetti where everything is intertwined and it might feel like they went from here to here but they can trace the path from this piece of spaghetti to that piece of spaghetti to and, and it just is all one jumbled mess um and and so like we can't did you hear that Herbert just said you were a mess yes I did <laughs> um you should comment about about how you're not a mess and then $25 and then that's $25 a big give um we can't it, it is easier just genetically for men to have that whatever whatever whether it's have words or even physical um and then to move on it's not as easy for the female brain okay let's tie this all back to reconciliation because so are you saying that is reconciliation is harder for females than it is for males because of this in my super scientific opinion probably (laughs) yeah and and we we had to bring this up on when it's only men on the podcast this this yeah yeah this is great (laughs) you can't speak for yourselves woman but it's just i found in those situations just because you know i've had it out with with another guy you know we had our disagreement the blow-up's gone and the issue itself is gone but even if even if the issue has been you know we've had it out over an issue i still feel an emotional gap is still there and and that's where i i think it's you know it's it's not as cut and dry as 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 guys would like think it is well and I, i yeah you're right about that it's probably um it's hard for both of us to reconcile like it's just hard to get to full reconciliation yeah um because we're sinful we're, we still are and, and i think for guys it's easier to maybe like you said casey maybe think we're getting to reconciliation but we've just put it in a different box that we've like shut the lid on um rather than so we've hidden it um really i never done i i i know i'm i know i'm a weird guy but when i 
when I when I truly get to a point of forgiveness, I, it, it is truly gone. Just mm-hmm. let it go. Yeah. Well, and, and I then just move on. You're right, and that's. But I think when you get to that point of forgiveness, yes. But I think a lot of times it's easier to just we're not going to talk about it anymore. Like we're going to bury it. We're going to put it in this box over here and put the lid on it. And, and but it's it's still there. I I think I um, for for a lot of guys, it's just easy. Instead of saying, "Hey, I messed up. Will you forgive me?" Um, it's just like, "Hey, maybe if we don't talk about it for a long time, we'll just both get over it." Well, and if it's an isolated incident, that's that's very relatively easy to do, yeah. particularly with a good friend. A one infraction here and there, you know, yeah, we we can ignore that. But you know, you, you gave the example almost of uh, or uh, this past Sunday of of a seed being watered, and each infraction is almost like watering that buried away seed that we forget about, and eventually, even, as much as we'd like to think it's buried away, I, I think at least speaking for myself as a guy, it's never truly buried away as far back as I think it is. And yeah. and there's a difference between ignoring and reconciliation because ignoring, you know, it, it's that classic cleanup method you see cartoons. Sometimes sometimes we still do this of shoving things in a closet so that we look good when we enter, when people enter our house. But at or, some point that closet door will come open again. Yeah, or to sweep it under the rug, sort of. Mm-hmm. That's the cartoon picture that I'm, um, yes, laugh your way to a better marriage, Scott. Yep, we did marriage stuff together. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Another $25. There you go. Let's go. Boom. Um, okay. Now I'm going to really open this door with a couple questions that will broaden this conversation to us individually, to us as a Christian nation and our call to be a uni- unifying force on this earth yeah. and the counteracting wave of not a, not allowing that reconciliation or unifying to, to happen because of selfish reasons. So let me use, for example, because because I can, politicians, today's voting day in Nebraska, by the way, go vote. Yeah. Politicians using our divisiveness as a way for votes, power, whatever word you need to use, yeah. and not allowing to have unification to happen or attempting to keep that as divisiveness as poss- long as possible because it creates whatever agenda they want. And, and, and I'm not trying to point out one specific, well, you know. Because it's across the board. Yeah. yeah. Well, politicians, I mean, they're all politicians. But so. I think even, it's not just politicians. Like everyone, it, it seems so even, you know, it basically just feels like everyone's fighting against something. Not for something. Rather than for something. Because um, even well, like. They'll, they'll say otherwise. I, I know. Um, they're fighting for this and fighting for that. Right. right. But it's. Or I'm fighting against that person because they're fighting for that. And if they yes. truly, <laughs> if that truly were the case, we wouldn't need mudslinging commercials, but that's the only political commercials you see, you know, if it truly yeah, were well, the case. But even just, I mean, just scroll through social media and watch responses to people and and it's just, yeah, it's and it's it's not just those other people. Um, I mean, Christians suck at social media um, very often um, because they can call people idiots or they can, because you're on the wrong side of what I think, I can I can just totally destroy you um, and it, we're called to be different. Yes. Okay. Um, well then, well then, I mean, honestly, right this second, it just doesn't feel like we're getting there. No. And so, I mean, I mean, lo and behold, we talked about revelations. I mean, it basically spells it out that that's the way it's going to be. And we know that. Yeah. It doesn't mean that we should be like, oh, well, let's just, just do this faster. We already talked about that. Well, right. I guess we should just get on each other's throat and yell at each other forever. Yeah. And so Jesus comes faster, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I went like, I've got like four drafts of my sermon from this week. Just I four? Just, yeah. Um, in terms of like, I went this way, I went this way for a while and went, I don't like how that's going to wrap up. Um, I went, I did go the, for a while, I, I went with the baby steps direction because it can be so overwhelming to look at that last day and kind of like just go, well, we're not going to get there on this earth, so why try? Um, 
um, or um, the the Miss America or the Miss Universe, right? How many how many Miss Americas have promised that they're going to work towards world peace, <laughs> right? And and, <laughs> and they don't. Have you ever seen the X File episode when he there's a genie and he's asked for world peace and suddenly it's just him on the earth? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not seen that. I have not either. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm but like it's such an overwhelming task to get to what revelation that picture of ultimate reconciliation that it can be very easy to not do anything or the other side is to just try and sh- like shove it down people's throat and say you know i think i saw this i think it was a far side or something but like um the like to just say um if you're not on the basically if you're not on the right boat with us um you get off the boat like get out of like you're not a part of this um i think it was um basically we're an inclusive society and if, if you don't agree with our inclusiveness you're excluded from our inclusive society we don't right? mean to exclude you but we love to exclude you um so like um so well, then the question is i mean i mean that it even gets as petty as well you like contemporary music and i like hems right you're not in the same boat yeah you go over there and it's not even yeah it's uh, not just christians versus i mean you know right now we've got the big fight of and, and we're not going to dive much into this but the big fight of pro-life pro-choice um and, and but but it's more than that yeah it's it's people who sit together you know in the same pew that well i don't like that he does this or i love that he does that or um well it's even as as petty as well it's this time of the lentil season we're supposed to wear this color and we're not wearing that color you're wearing a different color i mean there, i mean I'm everyone has their own thing that that, yeah. that is special to them yeah. and if you don't do it that way you're wrong yeah but i mean to a point that yeah. they want to kick you out of the church yeah and you're like oh yeah yeah um and so so I, again i went to, you know that's why i didn't finish with this well, train I, of thought i, I wonder the, why um because i couldn't finish it well but like ultimately it's not about me trying to work towards world peace because i'm not going to get the world peace but what i can do is walk across the street to my neighbor and and work towards reconciliation with him yes because that that is ultimately when, when when we get to these conversations especially on a lot of these different political a lot of, a lot of times we look at this big macro thing saying well we as a society need to do this this and this and the other side generally goes no we have to work on individually our who we are and and me acting me reconciling with god or whatever then treats my family right and therefore then my family can then treat our neighbors right yep. and then so on and so forth yep. so that by the time we get to the actual congregation then well, the way we treat each other in the congregation and then yeah. that congregation can do just the town or the city and so on and so forth right yeah um so. there's the you know there's a song that um the spark da, 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 i should yeah. not sing yeah Gerber, um, gerber's singing That's I know. it starts right here in <laughs> this, this city but like when they play it on the radio um they've got like different major cities plugged in there that like if i'm listening in lincoln start right here in lincoln um but whatever um, see this is a sign of revelation right here pastor gerber is making a song reference yeah look at me make songs um but it's a uh you'll know it once you i just yeah. am doing a fantastic job of like yes i'm making a song reference and i can only get like one part of the chorus and we're not um, entirely certain of the notes I, no <laughs> i could i could almost hear it in my head <laughs> keep on talking i'll eventually figure it out um but it like that's really what this could be like that not not just the spark of taking jesus everywhere but the spark of i mean the movie pay it forward again that kind of that simple you know the so you're saying it's a big pyramid scheme i was just gonna say that <laughs> i was just gonna say that uh it's that big pyramid scheme of reconciliation um so what you're trying to say is christianity is a pyramid scheme yeah oh there so you, you heard it here yeah 
So um, if you tell your friends, and I, I'm pretty sure some of them need reconciliation with Jesus, right? So talk to those who need it the most. Well, yeah. what's funny is that <laughs> if there you are, can there, get three people, there are people who who look at Christianity. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're kind of we are definitely joking, but um, but it really is like this. It does multiply um, based on your kindness, your yeah. ability because of God's kindness to you. Correct. Right? It just yeah, yeah, flows, it flows through. through. But yep. that's that's the whole point is that you're supposed to be the light of the world, but it's also yeah. because it's it's coming, flowing. it's shining in and through you. Yes. We're the I I think I talked about this a number of advents ago, but um, we are the moon basically. Like we don't produce our own light, but it, the light of the sun reflects off us oh, and and into the world. And then the earth gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, but I mean, I mean, everyone can think of an individual in their life's teacher, uh, a neighbor, a mentor, or some kind that had that, and you and and the way that they treated you, the way that they talked to you, the way that it was so different, it had an impact in your life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, just because you can sit there and go, I want to be more like that individual. Yeah. I, you know, the way that they look at the world, the way they look at other people, the way they talk to other people. I wish I could do that because I I, can't, I don't have that ability right now. And so imagine if you imagine there's no scanning. <laughs> but I really just sit there just praying that going, I want to be more like that. Because that is really ultimately what a Christian church is supposed to be in a big a more macro scale. I want to be like that. Make make people jealous for that love of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead it's, just angry a lot of times. But I, I heard a quote once and it goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier with politicians. The world knows very well what Christians are against lately, but it's very rare to find what we are for because it's very easy to talk about the concrete. Concrete. Yep. I prefer black up. That's fair. <laughs> Asphalt. <laughs> Yeah, that, um, that burns today. Yeah. yeah. So, um, all right. Well, then I guess we'll just solve, we'll solve world peace, right? We know, one, how, we know how to do it. One relationship Bye. at a time. <laughs> all right, good. Um, Go do it. <laughs> Go do it. Well, and I think, um, I think with reconciliation, like to try and get this towards an, an end. One land of the, the plane. Yeah, land the plane. Yeah, there land that plane. <laughs> I, I think one of the challenges is is we think it's one one giant bound of, I just do this. It'll be okay. Uh, I'll sit down. I'll pray. And I'll will myself not to hold it against them. And boom, we're back. Everything's, you know, I, I fixed the problem. Yeah. Like there, there are some infractions that are definitely like that. Like, yeah, that wasn't great. Okay. Uh, we're, we're yeah. you know, I'll deal with okay, the reconciliation. But there are some that hurts that even though we won't hold it against them, that relationship will take, you know, a long time, sometimes years to repair. And as much as what I, what I tell our, our seventh and eighth graders is forgiveness and reconciliation are different. So you can forgive, but you might not be able to be in the same room with them for a little bit. And that is part of the problem process of healing and that can be okay too so if you if you're listening to this and thinking okay if i if i do these three steps everything's going to be instantly back to normal no. sometimes it is sometimes it is a road it's a you- process <laughs> um it, it absolutely is a process because we're still ourselves poor sinful creatures um that what? like to hold on to that um because if i can hold on to their sin then it means my sin's probably not as bad yeah, like and you're also going against the tide of the world as well yeah and so um <clears throat> what's interesting i mean i'm just thinking of this um, if anybody's watched The Chosen, the beginning scene of that, or the opening credits, has all the fish going in one way, and then you see one fish going the other way, and, representing yeah. Z- yeah. and of course, yeah. then people, different people change and they turn. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel like. It's just like we're going with the flow of the world, and it's just like, wait a minute, that's not the right way. We're going the wrong way. Yeah. And so we got to turn around. And so that's what I, when I think of reconciliation and forgiveness and all these other things and being alive in the world, it's just like, okay, you're essentially going to be fighting the, the, the current yeah. and what they want you to be. And that's really where and I think that's what Jesus
Jesus was essentially saying, it's like, oh, at the end of the day, by the way, you're not going to be liked very much, yeah. you know, because they, you know, it's not like he didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like Jesus was loved by everybody. Um, it, it, there was this whole crucifixion thing. Yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but even when you're, yeah, it, it, it is still about, even when Jesus would push back, and um, he pushed back much harder against the Pharisees because they claimed to know, and they didn't. Um, he still did it in love. I might not have done it in what we would consider, you know, he used harsh words at times because that's what they needed to hear. Um, but like he had no desire that they would all go burn in hell because they're a bunch of meanie heads. Well, um, I mean, one of the, the rich young ruler who comes before him, you know, Jesus calls him to the carpet on loving his possessions too much. I think it's Luke uh, before Jesus replies, you know, the, the rich young ruler states, I've, I've never sinned. I've, I've kept the law perfectly. Before Jesus replies with a, with a, with a hard order, it's, I believe Luke says, he looked on him and loved him and then said, yeah. and that's, you know, love ain't always warm and fuzzy. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, just at, at the very end of Jesus' life, um, he's hanging on the cross and he looks around and he says to uh, about the people who have nailed him to the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. Um, so even as he's being murdered by people, got Jesus still working towards forgiveness and his death was for the forgiveness of their sin, for the forgiveness of the sins of all people. Um, sadly, there are going to be a number of people and there have been a number of people who have died rejecting that forgiveness. Yeah. All right. So I guess the main thing is, is that there are times that we need to forgive. There are times that we need to reconcile, reconcile, and there are times that um, we just need to. We always need to forgive. Um, we we always want to work towards reconciliation. But on this side of new creation, there will be times that reconciliation won't happen. But that doesn't mean we don't keep praying for it. We don't give up after a week. And if you are the person that needs to reconcile, you need yeah, to yeah, we do. You're right. We talk about this as though it's always the other person who's in the wrong. Yeah. Um, there are definitely for all of us times where we need to suck it up and um, ask for forgiveness and change our ways. It's, yeah, it's a, I'm assuming that everybody here is dirt too. I mean, it's not just me, right? Correct. It's, it's, <laughs> My existence, I, I, am. I am too. <laughs> yeah. So. All right, let's land the plane. Okay. Gracious God, thank you so much for your forgiveness and reconciliation because we certainly have done nothing on our end to earn it. Uh, thank you for, for reconciling our relationship with you before we even knew it needed it. Uh, Lord, we, we all have relationships that are torn apart by sin, whether it's the others or our very own. Help us recognize uh, when help us recognize those relationships that need reconciliation that that are crying out for our forgiveness lord when when the uh, offending party's offense is great give us the strength to still forgive and if it and as it pleases you to reconcile and when the offense is most certainly ours help us reconcile that with our heart seek forgiveness not only with you but the person we've offended uh, to live a more complete and and holy life as you've called us to in your name we pray amen 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 all right all right don't forget big give big give Last push for comments. Yeah, I was going to say, you got uh, uh, just a little bit more time to put comments while the ending credits roll. Just just put, just to put hi, and you've caused us to donate. <laughs> it caused us. Yeah, which is great. Oh, get another cow. Oh, boom. Oh, that is a cow. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. <laughs> Well, I guess I, 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 we did say her a comment, so there you go. Um, yeah, so any comments, we will, again, $25 to big give as we hit to the... To help our school. help school. Yeah. We hit the rolling, the ending credit. And see ya. See ya. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, 
You can text a donation to 1-844-353-5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.